the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a few years ago now since I first came across the custom at a funeral of giving a packet of seeds to everyone when the service was over so that they could be scattered in memory of the person who had died. That first occasion sticks rather in my memory. It was the grandchildren who gave out the seeds to the congregation in memory of their granddad, the youngest of whom was aged about nine at the time and was called Tom. I was just tidying up in the chapel after the service when Tom came back in to find me. As he gave me the packet of seeds, I shall always remember the question that he asked me. Looking me straight in the eye, he said, when I die, will you take my funeral for me? It's not an easy question to answer from a nine-year-old. I told him that by the time he died, I hoped that I would no longer be taking funerals here on earth, but I was sure that there would be someone who would do it for him and they would do it really well. He seemed happy enough with the answer, but for me, the question was certainly a showstopper. Children often surprise us when they manage to take life just as it comes, without all the baggage and all the complications we adults feel we have to throw in for good measure. Tom, at that stage in his life, had accepted his own mortality, or at least he had for the time being. I genuinely hope I will not be called upon to conduct a funeral such as his, as I hope that he and all his generation may be granted a long and rewarding life here on earth, with many years of happiness and fulfilment before that inevitable moment comes. In our second lesson this afternoon, Jesus stills a storm at sea. The journey across the water was his idea. It was not the disciples taking a risk by rowing out to sea to get away from it all and have the Lord to themselves for a little while. And what happened? A strong gale arose. It was a terrifying experience, one which nearly cost them their lives. But while the disciples were panicking and terrified, Jesus was asleep. When they woke him up, the disciples accused him of not caring that they were perishing. And in Mark's version of the story, Jesus gives no answer to this. Mark tells us that Jesus utters just three words, peace, be still, and the wind ceases and calm returns. It wasn't because he didn't care that Jesus was content to sleep on a cushion. He slept because he knew the situation was one which would respond to his control. Later on in the Gospel, there is another moment when the roles are reversed. It was the disciples who slept while Jesus was left to stay awake and pray alone. A very different sort of storm was coming. It was the night of Maundy Thursday, and Jesus could not sleep because what was brewing 
would become beyond his power to control. Small wonder then that he asked that the cup might pass from him. He would be handed over to his enemies so that they might work their will and do their worst upon him. The power he had to still the storm would be gone from him along with everything else as he emptied himself, making himself of no reputation and becoming powerless for our sakes. And although this would turn to victory in the end, on the Thursday night, as Jesus prayed and the others slept, it might seem that it was the disciples who didn't care. But almost certainly not. They simply did not begin to understand what was about to happen. And once they did understand, they ran away. Perhaps one of the things this story suggests to us is that sometimes we might choose the wrong moments to sleep and the wrong moments to stay awake, fretting ourselves with worry or anxiety. What heartened me at Tom's response to his grandfather's funeral those years ago was his simple, childlike acceptance of life and death. As an adult, he would be fortunate if he is able to keep that simple acceptance. Growing up usually makes us more sophisticated and sadly less trusting, sometimes with very good reason. Life has many storms and moments of crisis. Often it is only as we look back that we can see the help of God which sustained us at those times. Whilst we are in the midst of the storms of life, we are like the disciples, being buffeted by the winds and the waves. Trust in God is, at those moments, probably the last thing on our mind, as we give ourselves completely to the task of keeping the ship from sinking. But looking back, when calm has returned, we may be able to find hope and comfort. I can't put it any better than the words of a well-loved hymn it's based on Psalm 34. You probably know it. Oh, make but trial of his love. Experience will decide how blessed are they and only they who in his truth confide. The trust of a child may look forward in quiet confidence to placing themselves in God the Father's love. As we look back at the storms through which we have passed, our experience may help us to decide how blessed we may have been. And if the storms are upon us now, at this very moment, may we somehow hold on to the hope that God will hold us safe and bring us home to the haven where we would be. Let us pray.